It is Monday, June 15th, and I feel like shit today. Uh, then again, I feel like shit every other day, and seeing as most days are shit now, um, let's just talk about dumb shit and complain. That and more on episode 12 of Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about, eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Good afternoon, complainers. Uh, hope you're all uh, very well. Doing good. Feeling good. Um, hope you all had a terrific weekend. Mine wasn't so bad. Uh, Saturday uh, was my mother's birthday. Although... She made it abundantly clear that she did want want any reference to it being her birthday. Um, she has, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. So I, maybe when you get to that age, you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to hear about it anymore. You know, time is a, it's a mind fuck and time just constantly fucks with you. But I don't know. To me, it's it seems odd that you don't take the time to, you know, uh, appreciate that you're still here when you get to a certain age, and that you don't relish the wisdom and the knowledge that you've accrued over that time. I don't know. It's uh, it's a tad profound, I think. But um. It was good, you know. Her and my niece came by. We had some uh, some excellent lunch. Had some uh, had a pastrami sandwich, which was good. I, I have a feeling that that pastrami sandwich and the massive uh, salt content is leading to part of my feeling like shit today. I could be completely wrong. Uh, mainly because Saturday uh, ended up spending time with too many people in close quarters and look I probably have the Rona maybe that's why I feel like shit today I don't know I, I doubt I have the Rona but yeah it's weird you, you get into these groups you get into these large settings that normally wouldn't be an issue and now all of a sudden it, it has you thinking constantly at least it has me thinking maybe not constantly it's probably not the right word but just thinking in general um, but you know, it's a weird feeling when, when you think to yourself, Hey, geez, wow, there's a lot of people here. I, I should probably, uh, adjust my sort of thinking when it comes to how you interact with others, especially when there's so much alcohol around, because you know, someone's going to spit on you at some point by accident, just cause you're shooting the shit. Someone's going to spit on you. It's just going to, it's going to happen. But um, so yeah, it was it was you know reasonably good time. Had too much to drink, but 
Um, started to feel like shit yesterday. Now today, I think I, I feel kind of worse than yesterday, which is weird. But anywho, I'm not here to complain about how I feel. I'm here to complain about shit that I have zero control over. Because that's the, you know, that's the whole, that's, that's the part of the show, you know? That's how I that's how I reel in the listeners, you know. That's how I get that big audience, which, according to my uh, podcast hosts, currently my estimated audience is seventeen. So, all seventeen of you, what's up? Um, also spend some time doing some research on uh, potential e-commerce business of some sort. Um, got a, a tip or some, uh, some knowledge from, uh, my friend, Ed, there you are, Ed, there's your show mention. I hope you're happy. It came in episode 12. Stop being a weird sociopath and I'll talk about you some more, but, uh, interesting stuff. We'll see how that goes. I could use some supplemental income once I because I can't find a fucking job. This is just, it's getting ridiculous now. I talked about that last week, but um, more soccer this weekend, which was good. Live sports, great golf. Even though the, you know, uh, the tournament, uh, the Charles Schwab challenge got kind of dull towards the end. I mean, the, the two players are good in, uh, in the playoff. Not, you know, they're, they're not household names by any means, but uh, it was good. To see uh, to see golf on live golf on television again, I enjoyed it. But I am getting uh, excited for the start of the Premier League. A couple days away, I'll talk all about that on Thursday's show with a Premier League Part Two preview show. I'm probably going to lose, I would say, 15 of those 17 listeners with that show, but I don't care. So, um, but I read. A tweet this morning from the Globe's Ben Volan. Ben typically sucks, but this particular tweet was about Colin Kaepernick. It was interesting. It led me down a rabbit hole. Just it, as as with most rabbit holes that I fall into, it involves sports. And I was looking at statistics, and you know, it, it's come up numerous times from uh, you know certain types of people saying how much he sucked and this, that, and the other. And it, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. The, the kid took. Took a a, a a mediocre team in 2013 to the the Super Bowl, and then everything that happened to that club after that, um, kind of sucked. Like they poorly managed, and I think that's part of it. Um, you know, they let Harbaugh go, go to Michigan, and look, if the 49ers came to him and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to pay you this kind of money," he would have stayed. Guy was a decent coach. I mean, he his last year they were eight and eight. They weren't that good. Their defense was not good. The offense was okay, but the it was the defense that was the problem. They gave up a lot of fucking points. Um, they gave up over four hundred total yards three times in the season. Lost two of those games. One of them they did win was against the Saints, who had an equally bad defense at the time. So, you know. Um, but you know, he wasn't, wasn't a bad quarterback, which is what I don't understand. I mean, he's certainly better than, 
even uh, even at the bare minimum, let's say 10 of the backups in the league. Now, to say he didn't want to be a backup, sure, I would understand that in 2016. You know, why would he? Who the fuck wants to be a backup? I mean, look at... He, he could have done what uh, James Winston's doing now, Andy Dalton... You take the one-year deal, you see what happens if you have to play. And especially now, more than likely, these backups are going to play. Most do. Guys get hurt. But, I mean, if you look at current backups now, I mean, you can't tell me that that he's not better than John Wolford. You don't know who John Wolford is, do you? No, he's the backup for the Rams. Who played in the AAF. But he's the backup. Something called Logan Woodside. Is in Tennessee. I mean, you know. And then the Jets have fucking Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. I'm sorry. But you will never convince me that Joe Flacco is better than Colin Kaepernick or that he's better than, I don't know, literally anyone else who could throw a football. That guy had a fantastic postseason run the last time the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Cashed out spectacularly and good for him. But since then, he's just been stealing money. I mean, that was, it's fucking larceny. And now the Jets swoop in. Oh, yeah, we're going to sign Joe Flacco to be our backup. When you have a fragile starting quarterback, what's better than an equally fragile or even more so fragile backup? It makes perfect sense. <clears throat> I think the Jaguars have about eight quarterbacks. You know, Minshew's fine. But uh, you get Josh Dobbs, who was traded from Pittsburgh, another team with shitty backups. Uh, The Bills drafted Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm's a moron. He's okay. I mean, he'll probably spend 10 years in the league holding a clipboard. Good for you. Ryan Finley in uh, Cincinnati. And then there's Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, who some people will say beat out Kaepernick uh, at one point. I would beg to differ, but what can you what can you do? Um, you know, average at best. So there's a lot. There's a handful of guys that are. Just uh, you know, not good quarterbacks, and I, I'm I'm of the thinking that Kaepernick's better than all of them, or most of them. But that's just me. I mean, the guy that's currently in San Francisco, Nick Mullins, played two years ago, played eight games, went three and five, put up some decent numbers, slightly better than Kaepernick's 2016 season. Where Kaepernick played 11 games and they were 1 in 10. 
that 49ers team was losing on purpose. They were tanking to try to get a high draft pick, and they ended up with a number three pick, and I think they took Solomon Thomas. I can't recall off the top of my head, but I, I think that's who it was. Decent player, not great, decent. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, comparable to Mullins, and Mullins is probably in the top half of, of, of backups right now. And not to mention, Cap can run. Mullins apparently, uh, according to Pro Football Reference, minus 18 yards in his uh, eight starts two years ago, which means he just got sacked a bunch of times. So, you know, I um, I don't understand it, but again, that's why I'm sitting in my basement behind this microphone talking to no one and not running an NFL franchise. But what can you do? It's a fun part about having a microphone in your basement is you can say these dumb things and, you know, nobody's going to listen to you, but still, you can still say them. I just found that interesting. And I, I typically, when I fall down these rabbit holes, I learned a couple things. And I think I learned a little, a little bit here, uh, specifically that there are some really horrific backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And it's only going to get worse once the season starts. So if, for this guy to not have a job, especially now, I mean, I'm thinking he will. But all this other crap, oh, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't He doesn't want backup money. Stop it. Nobody's offered him a fucking contract. How the hell are you going to know? I mean, the Ravens apparently did, but it was peanuts. I mean, Christ, you saw what fucking Andy Dalton just got from the Cowboys. He got like eight million bucks. Why the, why the fuck wouldn't, would, would, you know, even Flacco, I think, uh, is is guaranteed some money. It's bullshit. Fucking Joe Flacco. Stop it. He's elite, Joe Flacco. I don't know if you knew that. Elite Joe Flacco. So seeing as it is Monday, it is uh, time for three gripes. Um... Considering I feel like crap, this is going to be lousy edition of Three Gripes, which they all are. They're all terrible. However, um, this one I think will be exceptionally bad. Because I have little self-confidence. Not just in this particular edition of Three Gripes, but in general. Anyways, first gripe. non Mask wearers. Hot topic these days. The uh, the masks in public. The thing that kills me. So I went to CVS earlier. I went this morning. CVS, which, by the way, stands for Customer Value Store. Did you know that? I didn't know that until today. I was thinking about CVS, and I said, what the fuck does CVS stand for? Google it. There it is. Customer Value Store. Hmm. Yeah, no, weird, huh? Um, but anyways, so I'm in there, and I gotta wear this stupid fucking mask. And there's a gentleman in there, younger guy, probably in his 20s, with uh, an older gentleman who I assume is, you know, a, a relative 
his father, his uncle, grandfather, whatever, who is wearing a mask. But this kid um, apparently didn't think it was, um, you know, either he didn't have one or he just didn't feel like fucking doing it. Either way. So, I mean, I sat there and was just waiting for the CVS employees to tell him to go. Uh, and he didn't. They, they didn't say anything to him. Completed his transaction and off he went. Now, here's my thing, okay? There's a sign posted right on the fucking door. That it's CVS policy that if you come in, you have to wear a mask. Now, look, it's a private entity. They can tell you that. It's up to them. If they don't, you know, they don't feel comfortable with people not wearing masks, uh, they have the right to tell you to get the fuck out. No one's infringing upon any rights or any of that bullshit. And again, it's an inconvenience. We all know it. I fucking can't stand it. But you know something? I'm wearing the fucking thing. Don't be a fucking prick. Don't be a selfish fucking prick. And not wear one just because you don't want to. It doesn't make any sense. But again, I don't get it. Because you're being horribly selfish. And as a generally selfish person, I... I can see uh, similar traits in people. And this gentleman was just being selfish. He just thought he was better than than everybody else that was in there. The employees, the customers. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's not very becoming. And I really hope that it's going to be a while before we're not wearing masks anymore. And even this could be the new normal. We could be wearing masks forever. Who the fuck knows? I hope not. I hope it's you know, nine months to a year before this fucking shit gets straightened out. But I mean, at the same time, look, this is a a minor inconvenience. If you need to go into a store to get something, you should put the fucking mask on. And it's not for yourself, it's for other people. Who knows if you have the fucking shit. Nobody wants it, for Christ's sakes. I... Had a conversation with a, an acquaintance friend of mine who had it. And he's like, I was out for eight days. Out. This guy's lucky because he, you know, he got through it. He's like, anybody who tells you two weeks is fucking full of shit. It's going to take at least 30 to 60 days before you start feeling uh, normal. It's like, wow, that's that's interesting. I hadn't heard that before. But, you know, I don't want to put somebody through that. What happens if I have it, don't know it, I'm asymptomatic, give it to somebody? And even though some some reports last week, asymptomatic carriers aren't really transmitting it, blah, 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 blah. Just put the fucking mask on. It's not going to kill you. The virus might. But the mask won't. Unless you happen to have dipped your mask into a vat of COVID and then put it on. And if you have a vat of COVID, well then, you must be uh, an evil villain. Gripe number two. Greatest commercial of all time. This isn't really a gripe. I just really love this. Uh, The greatest commercial of all time is the 
the Snickers commercial with uh, Pete Zagarine. Now, every time this comes on, and it has come on 8 million times over the course of the last... Christ, this is it's probably at least a year old, if, if not more. But every time that fucking lady, Pete, Pete Zagarine, every time I laugh. I find it so funny. Then stupid Pete Zagarine with his fucking fishnet pantyhose on. We said pantyhose, right? I don't even know what the Snickers product is. It's not a regular Snickers bar. It's some kind of square almond fucking thing. And typically companies will, you know, when they re- when they have memorable commercials, you know what the product is. I couldn't fucking tell you what this thing is. I know it's a Snickers, but I don't know what kind of Snickers. I know it's something different, probably with almonds in it or some shit. But I'll fight anybody who tells me they don't like that commercial. It it honestly is a perfect commercial, except I can't remember what it's for. So it it's accomplished its main goal. Well, I shouldn't say main goal. The main goal is to make sure you remember what it's for. But to make it memorable. And they did that. But I don't know what it's for. It needs to be more prominent. I mean, State Farm has used two um, instances of Jake. And I have a feeling that their thinking is that Jake is just a a faceless entity. And now they have a new Jake. Um, but yeah, Pete Zagarine, what a fucking boob, huh? Like you're busting into the back of the fucking armored car, wearing fishnet pantyhose over your face. (laughs) Stupid Pete. Uh, it's just so good. I don't know why I find it so funny. But I mean, the whole setup is just unbelievable. The music, like it's, it's amazing. I love it. So not really a gripe. Maybe it's a gripe because I don't recall what it's for. Like you had this perfect commercial and you fucked up the product placement so badly that I don't. I know it's a Snickers, but there's like 15 Snickers bars now. So I mean, could I could I pick the correct? Snickers bar out of a candy lineup? Probably not. I need more Pete Zagarine. Like, I need to know what happened. Did they get busted? I mean, Pete probably did. But, I mean, he's a... He could probably talk his way out of it. His old history teacher there. Fucking points him out. She's a fucking rat is what she is. (laughs) That lady's a fucking rat. Oh, man. Pete Zagarine. What are you doing? You threw your whole fucking life away. Threw it away. Start running with these fucking clowns. You're just, you're just a, you're just a, a dumb rube who has to, you know, you're just a, you know, hired help in this scheme. Yeah, this whole this whole Pete Zagarine saga needs to be fleshed out. We need to get in touch with Snickers and be like, look, I need I need 40 minutes of the Pete Zagarine story. 
I mean, he must have been a reasonably decent student for this fucking rat teacher to know, to remember him. Or he was such a fucking douchebag that, you know, the kind of student that this teacher would never forget. We're diving deep into, into Pete Zagarine and Snickers. But look, there's more to this story that needs to be told. And there's no fucking original content out there anyway. The Snickers people, whoever wrote this, I need to find out who wrote this thing. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who has this feeling. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that I'm the only one who wants to know what happened to fucking Pete Zagarine. I need to know. A lot of gripes in that one whole thing. But, um, yeah, what happened? Because, I mean, he eats the Snickers, right? <laughs> he eats the Snickers. And all of a sudden, it's clarity. He's like, oh, shit. And I wonder if he went into, like, fucking Superman mode. Or, or if this particular Snickers bar is, like, you know, spinaches to Popeye. You know? <laughs> He's just, he rips the fucking door off the damn armored car. <laughs> <laughs> he rips the fucking doors off the armored car. They go in, they snag all the all the bags of money cuz and they have to be bags. They have to be burlap sacks with big thick black dollar signs on them. They go in there, they steal all the fucking money. They come out of the car and the cops are already there. Uh, and they're all like, "You know, freeze, stop or I'll shoot." And Pete Zagarine's like, "Fuck you." Goes after them, like takes out all the cops. They take off. Next thing you know, Pete Zacharine and the crew are like on a boat in the Caribbean somewhere because of this Snickers bar. See that? Look, I just wrote another fucking commercial for Snickers. Man, I am a wannabe ad man. That's all there is to it. I missed my calling, you know? I should have gone into marketing. Because that's fucking genius. You know? God, that's so good. That's right. That's a Barry Horowitz. That's one Barry Horowitz for today. Pat on the back. Patting myself on the back. Man. Oh, I don't even really want to talk about the third gripe. Like, I'm just so fucking pumped up about Pete Zagarine now. The, the, other, the other great thing is the fucking name. It's a terrible name. It's terrible, but it's memorable. Oh, I just love it so much. I was going to talk about voting with my other gripe, with my third gripe. And believe me, like it was a struggle today to find a third gripe. Um... Oh, I just looked up Pete Zagarine. The actor's name is Pablo Schreiber. Good for you, Pablo. Nice. He was born in a hippie commune in British Columbia. Oh my God, he's related to, to Liv Schreiber. What? Holy fuck. That's his half-brother. Whoa. Oh, man. Oh, that, oh, this is phenomenal. 
Wait a minute. He's going to be Master Chief in the Halo live action series. What the fuck? Pete Zagarine. This dude has had one hell of a career. Oh my goodness. Look at this. Wow. I'm saying look at this as if you're 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 scrolling through the Wikipedia page with me. Holy fuck. Wow. That's something. I underestimated this particular fellow, Pablo Schreiber. Half brother of Liv Schreiber. Boy, that is crazy. You know something? You, this this you learn shit all the time. He went to the University of San Francisco where he hoped to win a spot on the basketball team, but he didn't. He didn't. And he transferred to Carnegie Mellon. Boy, something. Wow. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, we went way off the fucking rails with that. With Pete Zagarine. <laughs> God. Who is the te who plays the teacher? Oh man, who is the fucking teacher? And I'm gonna learn like what the what the uh, Snickers Creamy? That's what. God, that's gross, huh? What an awful name, Snickers Creamy. <laughs> Catherine Yates is the actress who plays the social studies teacher. She's known for recurring roles on Netflix's Friends from College. Never heard of you. Oh, how about that? She she was the woman who was uh, at the counter at uh, Schnitzer's Bakery when Jerry tries to buy a loaf of marble rye in the marble, marble rye episode of Seinfeld. How about that? Huh? A judge on uh, SVU. Uh, she played uh, somebody on Orange is the New Black. Wow. Now, see, that if I was ever going to be an actor, that's the kind of career I'd like to have. The counter woman at Schnitzer's Bakery when Jerry tries, when, tries to buy a loaf of marble rye. That is terrific. Boy. In the, in the episode that she did of SVU, she was with Judd Hirsch and Wallace Shawn. Oh, this is unbelievable. This commercial keeps getting fucking better, people. Let me tell you. Breaking down Pete Zagarine and the Snickers Creamy. They need to change that fucking name, Snickers Creamy. Get out. I wouldn't even... Why do you have to associate it with the Snickers? You're a big fucking company, Mars. I think it's still Mars, isn't it? Snickers. Let's see. Yeah, Mars Chocolate, Mars Incorporated. Global sales of over $2 billion as of 2004, which is my guess it's probably now $3 billion. Fucking Snickers. Man. Six grams of uh, saturated fat, for all of you that were curious. It's weird. Anyway, whew, 
that that got crazy. But you know, that's that's what we do around here. And we talk about fucking nonsense. Speaking of which, we have uh, we have some voicemails. I'm only doing two gripes, three gripes, but we're only doing two because I fucking went off the rails with Pete Zagarine. So we'll use the voicemails as uh, the other gripes. And there's two this week. Exciting. This is what I want from the show. If you're listening, please call the fucking show. There's a link wherever you're listening. There's a link to uh, to leave a message. And we've got two today. Hey, Dave. It's Jack and Taunton. Listening to an episode of Complaints and Observations is like having a triple cheeseburger and an extra large order of buffalo wings from the Celtic pub. So Jack and Taunton chimes in again. Uh, second, second complaint. And he's complaining about the show, which is fine. Love that. Please complain about anything. However, don't invoke those absolutely, uh, disgusting Buffalo wings from the Celtic pub. Um, those, those things will be uh, etched in my memory for the rest of my life. They were that bad. So while my show is really fucking terrible, they're not nearly, it's, it's not nearly as bad as those boiled buffalo wings from the uh, Celtic pub. Not even close. So while you may have a complaint about the show, that's fine. Uh, do not compare my program to those wings. The burger was what it was. I don't really think it was. It, and honestly, very well could have been the burger that made me sick. Who the fuck knows? But, you know, I'm going to go with the wings. The boiled buffalo wings. Now I want some restaurant to come out with, like, their own version. Call it boiled buffalo wings. But you'd have to obviously make it, you know, edible. But, yeah. So, Jack, thank you. I appreciate the, uh, the outreach. It's very good. I think he sent me an email, too. But, uh, yeah, he did. What did he say? Oh, who's got a better chance of getting their shit together first, Dave or Major League Baseball? My money's on baseball. Jack, you're 1,000% right. I can't even argue with that. Baseball will get their shit together before me. So, congratulations, Jack. I appreciate the the outreach, the uh, the email. I appreciate the, um, uh, the voicemail. The sharing of your thoughts and comparing me to boiled buffalo wings. But uh, seriously, though, fuck you. If you're in the city and are waiting for an Uber, don't stand at the fucking crosswalk. Then look at me with a smug face telling me to keep going after I stop to let you, you know, cross the street because, you know, you're in a crosswalk. Wait two to three feet to the right to the left instead of being an oblivious douchebag. Thank you. Hey, Dave. Love you. Love the show. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, love you, too, buddy. Appreciate the participation. Uh, and he's a thousand percent right. If you're doing anything in a crosswalk other than crossing the street, what the fuck are you doing? In this particular instance, Jeff happens to see somebody who my assumption is it was this was in Harvard Square or uh, some other uh, area up in that neck of the woods that uh, Jeff spends his time in working. 
Uh, get the fuck out of the crosswalk. It's for it's for crossing the street. That's what it's fucking for. And again, like he's not wrong. Two or three feet to the left or right of the crosswalk. If you're standing there, cars are going to let you go. Because it's the law. You have to let people cross the fucking street. And then you have the fucking audacity to look at the driver like they're a fucking idiot because they've stopped to let you cross the fucking street. That's a good one. He titled that one Crosswalk for Dummies. Bravo, Jeffrey. Nicely done. That was good. But it doesn't make any fucking sense. It just, you know, it's the whole common sense. It's not common anymore. It's gone. So, for this person who's standing in the crosswalk to to act like a fucking asshole when someone stops to let you go. That's dumb. Honestly, it's just plain fucking stupid. What he should have done is fucking yelled at them. Been like, roll down the window. Fucking like, what the fuck are you doing? You're standing in a crosswalk. Sir, ma'am, person, move. Because my guess is that Jeff was not the first or the last person to do that. To stop for this person who was crossing the street, or maybe crossing the street, I don't know. It's a wild assumption on Jeff's part, though, that they're waiting for an Uber. I think they're just being a douchebag. Maybe they are waiting for an Uber. Who knows? But I just wonder how many people got pissed off at that person standing there in the crosswalk. Probably quite a few. But thank you again, Jeff. That was great. Love that. Um, That's it for the show. I've wasted enough of your time. I had some coffee. So I had a little bit more energy. Pete Zagarine got me fucking fired up. So... Um, hope you liked that rant. I, I had fun with that one. That was good. This, this show didn't turn out so bad. I mean, it started pretty fucking slow. And then we got Snickers Creamy involved and boom, look at that, huh? That turned out pretty good. So listen, as I said, there's a link, um, on all of uh, the show descriptions. Check it out. Leave a message. Uh, go to the website, complaintsandobservations.com, Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, Instagram, Complaints and Observations Pod. It's, they're all very long. But don't be lazy. Literally, it, it takes two seconds to fucking type. Don't be so fucking lazy. I'm a lazy person, and I, I came up with the show name. I have to type that shit all the time. There's no excuse for you. There's also no excuse for you to not tell your fucking friends. You have more friends, you have co-workers. Start spreading the word. I need more fucking ears here, you know? Tell people. Share shit. Don't, actually, don't do that. Don't share on your Twitter page or your Instagram or your fucking Facebook page. Don't do that. Tell people. Use your words. Like an adult. I need to do that more myself. I do it a little bit, not nearly enough. 
But um, tell people. And then have those people send me an email to showmail at complaintsandobservations.com or they can comment on the Twitter page, Instagram, whatever. For the next two weeks, if you tell somebody and they get in touch with me, uh, the person who has the most references, they're going to get the first ever Complaints and Observations t-shirt. That's right. A free t-shirt. Now I've got your attention, right? Huh? A free t-shirt. That's what you're getting. Free Complaints and Observations t-shirt that I am going to create and that I will gladly create for you. But you have to tell your friends. If you want to use the uh, the internet, fine. But I would appreciate it if you told your friends. Um, that might be a regular occurrence. I got to get some traffic here. Need some more ears. And it's it's my fault. I'm fucking lazy. But um, yeah. So that's it. Thursday show. Jam packed. Premier League preview show. Very excited. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of different things, but mostly I'll be complaining about West Ham because that's what I like to do. Um, you probably won't care, and that's fine. I don't mind. I care. It's fun. Looking forward to it. Anyways, that's it. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Godspeed. Ta-ta.